1: Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I am here in beautiful Studio B with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, this Pastor is Nick. Studio B. It is. It is. And look, we're here because we're in the middle of the counting of the Omer, That's and we're right. counting up to the day of Pentecost.
0: That's right. Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks. And seven you the weeks plus one day.
1: If you notice. Hey, the calls are coming in already. Look at that. We just started and
0: the calls are coming in. Praise God. I that's my that. son. He's Hallelujah. in Atlanta on his senior trip. Out what? in the woods with the log cabin and deer. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome.
1: So if you notice, we've got our little setup here, right? So you've got the wheat for the counting up because the omer is Omer's a, a, a yeah, measure. That's right. right of, sheaf, of, yeah. of grain. And then we've got the Ten Commandments, right? Because people don't realize this, but... The Feast of Shavuot has been going on for 1,500 years prior to the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, right? And then you have the Dove representing the Holy Spirit. So God gave the truth and the Spirit on the same day, 1,500 years That's right. The Word and the Spirit. Amen. Shh. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? It's beautiful. I think it's amazing. So we're counting up, and uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention um, that on the 33rd day of the Omer, the holiday that the Jewish people call it Lag Beomer, um they uh, had a big accident. Um a stampede, yeah. Yeah, and uh, some people were trampled. trampled to death, About 45 yeah. people died. Trampled to death. Yeah,
0: which is an awful way to die. So Somehow there was like 90,000 people at this event. Yeah. They're estimating. Yeah. That's a lot of That's people. That's a lot of people. That's a crowd. It is. Well,
1: and I think people are were eager to get out um, because of the COVID restrictions and stuff like that. So, you know, we just want to pray for the, the folks that, um, you know, the families of the people who lost people, may their memories be a blessing and, uh, and also just lift up the people that were injured, and then just the trauma that comes along with things like that. You the know? loss. You know, it's, um, it is. It's it's a big loss. So we pray for them, and uh, we just ask for for God's spirit to be upon them and to, to heal their wounds, you know. Um, they are Israelites, amen. So, uh, all right. So now we are moving on to the tour portion for this week. It is a double portion. That's right. And it is the last two portions of Pastor Nick's favorite book. That's right, Leviticus. Leviticus. And so the first portion is called Behar, which means On the Mountains. And it is uh, found in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 1 through 26 and verse 2. And our second portion is Bechukotai, which is in my decrees. And that is uh, Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 3 through chapter 27 and verse 34.
0: And just to reiterate the theme of this book, because chapters 1 through 17 is the way to God. Chapters 18 to 27 is the walk with God. It starts with consecration. It ends In with the consecration. consecration. So here's the cool thing: as we reflect on the closing out of this book, it's something that I, was brought to my attention. Uh, as we go into, uh, if you look at Leviticus uh, chapter 21, it talks about the holiness of the priests. Right. The priests need to be holy. Now, once again, this is we're not perfect, okay? But it's a reflection of really of who God is is His holiness. So that's why He says they have to be holy. Now, with that comes the holiness of the offerings. So if God is holy, he's wanting us to be holy as priests, then you'd have to offer up a holy sacrifice because you couldn't give a tainted, unholy thing to the Lord because that's not who he is. So we got holy priests, holy offerings, and then we have holy times. Uh, Leviticus 23 are the appointed feasts of the Lord. So now we have priests and and sacrifices and the time of these feasts to be holy. So time is holy to God. Yeah. He says you're going to have holy time. (laughs)
1: time. Now, as
0: we go into 24, we find out that there's, of course, uh, the uh, the taking care of the lamp, the menorah, and the showbread. So that's kind of an interesting reflection there that the Holy Spirit is a picture of the menorah. Table of showbread is all about fellowship and coming together with the right spirit. So that's kind of tied in uh, with that as well. And then, of course, we have the punishment for a blasphemer. Oh, So it's kind of like God wants holy people, he wants holy sacrifices, he wants holy time, and now a blasphemer shows up in the story. Yikes. And he's stoned because he blasphemed God. Yeah. So it defeats the whole purpose of being a holy person, holy offerings, holy time, when someone's going to give you a hard time and someone's not (laughs) (laughs) going to be a blasphemer. Yeah. Like, (laughs) whatever. Totally opposite of what God is asking all of us to do. So I only say that to say this. Now we get into... The Sabbath years and the year of Jubilee. So now some more uh, an arrangement of a sacrifice. uh, Of time. Of of appointed times. Yeah. Appointed times of the Lord. Continuing on like the Feast of the Lord. uh, What is to happen to the land every seven years? It's uh, the Shemitah year, which is a Sabbath rest. A Sabbath rest. And thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee, seven times seven years, and the space of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee 49 years. So okay. we go 49 years. Seven Sabbaths yeah. of seven years times seven. Yep. 49 years. Yep. And then we're going to come into this one, which is, of course, Leviticus 25 9. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the 10th day of the seventh month in the Day of Atonement shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. So this is in the the
1: 49th year. Right. On the day of atonement, they declare that the 50th year is coming.
0: And, of course, it says here uh, in Leviticus 25.10, And ye shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and you shall return every man unto his possession, and you shall return every man unto his family. Hallelujah. So... Uh, The year of Jubilee is announced in the 50th year on the Day of Atonement with the blast of the trumpet. It is a time where everyone returns to their possession and debts are canceled. What are you looking forward to in regard to the promises of God? Yep. See, so there's so much to look forward to. So we have this allotment of time, like the feast days. Now we're getting into Sabbath years, and then, of course, the Jubilee. And so that's what we have. Uh, any, any thoughts on that, Ryan, as we, as we develop that storyline? Because it seems like an extended period of time, if you were to count 49 years plus one day, is a Jubilee year. On the Day of Atonement, it's announced. It is, it is. And that's when corporate forgiveness is announced. It's announced in the 49th year, yeah. And yeah. all debts are canceled.
1: Right, and so I think that there's some specifics to that that we're not really going to go into we're not uh, religious scholars no, no, we just want to show you the plan here. but I want to show you the the plan here and you know this is also it's mentioned in the book of Isaiah right Liberty to the captives that the the Messiah will come and he will announce the Jubilee right and then Yeshua declares this when he begins his ministry right that he's right he quotes uh, Isaiah chapter 61 I believe it is um, and uh, and when he quotes it uh, he's he's Quoting from the book of Isaiah, but he stops just short of mentioning the um, the, vengeance the vengeance of, of the, the Lord. Lord right? right, he divides the word out there. Right, and so um, here I think I could find this real quick. It says here, uh, it says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. See, so this is you recognize this is chapter sixty-one of Isaiah. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he stops. Right? Because then the next sentence is, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Wow. And so what are they mourning? They're mourning injustice. They're mourning... um, you know, uh, being persecuted for God's sake, right? They're, they're mourning uh, any number of different things. So
0: that portion that he read was, was, was the beginning of Isaiah 61? Correct. Okay.
1: Correct. Actually, and you know what's cool? Christian and I got to be in a video that uh, Hiavel and Israel 365 made when we went over to Israel. Really? And in the video, uh, we were planting trees, right? So we're explaining about t- planting trees and whatnot. Oh, that's right. And uh, I'm standing there, right, and we've got uh, Rabbi Tully Weiss, which Rabbi Tully Weiss is the one who— And he's he's an Orthodox Jew. He is an Orthodox Jew. He's a rabbi. Um, He is the head of Israel 365, which does all kinds of projects around Israel, including planting trees. And so it's a a great organization for people to, um, you know, support. Uh, but what he actually created, he created what's called the Israel Bible. And so he goes through the entire Bible, and he has, you know, you can buy his Bible.
0: 365 is the ministry or the Israel 365 or- is the organization. It's not a ministry, yeah. Jews don't have ministries. Right. Well, <laughs> Let's remember that. <laughs> they don't have missionaries. No, they have organizations. <laughs> sure.
1: Um uh, well, I mean, ministry is is uh, we've in America created it as a, uh, a Christian term, but like even in Israel, you have the Ministry of Defense, right? Or in England, you have the Ministry of Defense. The, instead of secretaries That's right. or departments, you That's have right. ministries. So ministry not necessary. It could be secular, but anyways, as I was saying, um, he created the Israel Bible, and it goes through and it highlights all the verses that have to do with Israel, and, and there's commentary that's all specific to the land and the people of Israel, which is pretty cool. Um, but it talks about he um, says, you know, to comfort all that mourn, and to appoint unto them that are in Zion. Uh, that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And so that was cool because he's reading those verses.
0: You know, we were reading these verses specific to this. And Isaiah, was at the very beginning of Isaiah? Isaiah 61. What, what verse, verse 1? Verse 1. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just trying to see if I can find where there's an Isaiah 61 in the half Torah. Then we would know what the Torah portion would have been when he read it. Uh, so it's a selected reading that we have to do a little history on. Why was he reading from Isaiah Did 61? they have Torah portions back then? They had half Torah back then, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. So anyway, I can't find it quite yet, um, but that's something to think about, that if he was doing that, then, uh, you know. Yeah, and then listen, from here on,
1: right? So what's cool is there's so many, like the, uh, the prophets spoke, Right, right. So he announced the Jubilee. He did, but the prophet spoke the words of God, right? right? So, and then when Jesus speaks, obviously he's speaking the words of God because he is God, right? right? But like, I mean, if you go back through and then you read 61, 62, 63, 64, I mean, these, the verses that go through here, the prophecies that go from 61 on are awesome prophecies. And I
0: recommend anybody reads, you know, from Isaiah 61 to the end. So basically when he was reading, he was declaring a Jubilee because he was there. So we talked about... So I thought about it, and if
1: if 3 BC, because you mentioned 3 BC was the sign in the heavens. In the fall, yeah. Right. So then it would have been, if he was 30 at that point, which is what we think, right, then there would have been 27 years. You're going to be off by three years. Right. So 27. So then we would be 47 or 97 had to be the year from then on, right? 47, 97, 47, or 97, or 27, I'm sorry. 27, and then um, what would be the next one would be? 57. Right, yeah, fifty-seven. It'll be thirty more. Years. So no, 50 they, more they, years. Never they never kept track. They never kept track of the twenty-seven, jubilees. seventy-seven, twenty-seven, seventy-seven, twenty-seven, seventy-seven. The years throughout the deck or throughout the centuries, right? So every fifty years, we well, I mentioned that it might be nine years away if it was the year thirty, but we're not. We're only six
0: years away if it's the year 20, 2027. So what what would you say would be a, could be a possibly a jubilee year coming up? It
1: could be. And it i could be out, what?
0: please. No, no, I'm just saying. Twenty twenty seven could be. Twenty twenty seven. Twenty twenty seven could be a Jubilee year. We're gonna get into some dates today, you know. If if that's exactly We are, what we are gonna, gonna do get that. into some dates, Ryan.
1: Yeah. And if he's if he's announcing it in his thirtieth year of ministry, then he would have been right. announcing it uh around the time of Yom Kippur, right? Right. In the synagogue in the year twenty twenty six. I'm gonna we're gonna talk about this
0: later, you oh, and I. I wanna write this stuff down. Yeah, yeah, yeah we will. This is quite fascinating. So once again, chapter 25, verses 1 through 16, the Sabbath years and the year of Jubilee. We're going to jump right into, of course, uh, verses 18 to 24, the sabbatical year or the Shemitah. Yep. Right? Did the Lord command that in the seventh year the land shall have a rest with no planting? Yes, he did. He says in Leviticus 25, 21, Then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years. Wow. That's quite a... Uh, Quite an arrangement. Now, uh, he says, Then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years. So I thought the Shemitah was the eighth year.
1: No, the Shemitah is the seventh year. So,
0: it's six so Shemitah years, is not it's eight. There's no, no connotation of eight. Shemitah's I is seven. Seven. Okay, yep. gotcha. Very good. Okay, that makes sense. And once again, Jonathan Kahn's book on the Shemitah is very, very good. Yep. So here we go. So we're, we're talking about time, and then he throws this in. Who does the land belong to? It belongs to Yahweh, the Lord. So, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and read Deuteronomy thirty-two forty-three, so we can reiterate the the, the land of Israel does not belong to the United Nations. Deuteronomy is in the Old Testament. Doesn't belong to anybody else. But Deuteronomy 32 43. thirty-two forty-three. Rejoice, O you nations,
1: with the people, for He will avenge the blood of His servants and will render vengeance to His adversaries and will be merciful unto His land and to His people.
0: All right, now let's jump into the prophet Joel, Joel 2.18. Now, here's a a neat book, Joel. We know what's in Joel because Peter quotes Joel in regards to, in the last days, right? Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will have visions. Old men will dream dreams. Um, so he's going to check out. It's right after Hosea, I believe. Yep, yep. So uh, check out Joel 2.18, Ryan. 2.18. It
1: says here, Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people.
0: Wow. Whose land? Now, now in, in May <laughs> of 1948, on May 14th, Israel became a nation and a land again. They, it became a land once again. And so let's go... Right up to the next chapter, Ryan, and look at some prophecies here in Joel three two. Oh, I just turned away from
1: Joel. Look at that. Joel three two. It says, "I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my
0: land." So God doesn't like when you part His land. No, He does not. I want to bring this to everyone's attention as we move on here because we only have a short time. But just a reminder that I believe President Trump could have been reelected had he mind his own business in, in regards to the peace plan. Because what happened is when he presented this in December, right, of 2019, right, the reference to a Palestinian state in his document of a peace treaty was found 300 times.
1: Yeah, that's not so, a good thing.
0: So the bottom line is that then what happens? His his administration started to go downhill. COVID hit, and all this stuff happened. So just something to think about. You do not want to divide up the land. You know, Ariel Sharon was in on the prime minister to give up Gaza. He went to a coma and died. Ehud Olmert replaced him, Yeah. and he ended up in jail. So like I said, you don't want to divide up the land. Ehud Barak, uh, back in the early 90s, was willing to give up 90% of the West Bank. This is public records. This is right out of his memoir. Yeah. Arafat stormed out of the room because he couldn't have Jerusalem. So just think, even right now... They do have the a saying about
1: the Palestinian government. They say they never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity.
0: But like I said, <laughs> this is what's going down. I mean, I mean it's, it is a big deal. So let, let's move on. If a person sold away some of his possessions, could his relatives redeem them? Uh,
1: yes, they, See, they could. See, we take
0: care of one another. All country property redeemable in the year of Jubilee. Okay, uh, Walled city property can be redeemed only for one year. So this would the be... Walt City property. It's available it redeemed, to repurchase, to redeem
1: it. Because yeah. redeeming means I'm giving something up for to receive it back. It's not like somebody would come and buy it in the third year, right? Yeah, right. And then you can just take it back in the 50th year. It doesn't work that way. You have the opportunity to redeem it.
0: Yeah, this is actually God's welfare state. This is his welfare system. This is how he operates. Uh, to, I mean, this is a... This is well, a, it's a form of welfare. This is a, a justice system. Yeah, it is yeah. a justice system. But yeah. I'm saying that now, now the government... Social justice. To, you know, that's why... The, <laughs> yeah, the difference between, like I said, the Republicans and the Democrats, their platforms. Yeah. Democrats want big government. Republicans don't. Uh, Supposedly. All village property redeemable in the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee is everything. It really is good. In Leviticus twenty-five thirty-two, notwithstanding the cities of the Levites and the houses of the cities of their possession, may the Levites redeem at any time. That's okay. right. Because the Levites get cities. Their inheritance is the Lord. Yes. No country property of Levites can ever be sold. So, all poor brothers to be relieved and helped back to prosperity. I find it interesting that the Vatican is actually its own country. Yeah. And there's Catholic priests. Right. So you can see the relationship there. They're their own country, their own people. Right. Their own nation there. Very interesting. You're seeing all poor brothers to be relieved and helped back to prosperity. Once again, you have to have benevolence. you got to be able to help the poor. And I, and I mentioned this before and I'll say it again in regards to, to classes of people. We know we have the upper class, the middle class, and the poor. Jesus was carrying the cross, and what what was his reference? The poor you'll always have. Yeah. He made some reference. And so with that comes, of course, you know, capitalism versus socialism and and and, 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 and all these other things. But, you know, God is a nationalist. He told the Jews, these are your boundaries. This is what you're going to do. So nationalism is biblical, yeah. not globalization uh, or imperialistic.
1: I'm pretty sure that if anybody System. who is watching this podcast, right? And they've gotten in the mindset they've made it this far to where and they're interested in what we're saying and they're interested in the Torah and God's ways. Right. They're not a socialist. Oh, absolutely I, I'm not. I'm just going to go ahead like, So so I don't think if you are, email me and tell me why. Well, no, here's
0: the thing. No, my my thing is just like the, there's three levels of, of giving or, or, or sacrifices. Right, right, right. You've got right, the right. bull, the ram, and then you, the, the doves yeah. and the flower. Right. So there's three levels of, of actually sacrificial system. Correct. So that would tell you that, yeah, the, hey, the there's rich, three classes. The yeah. the middle class, yeah. and the poor. And so the middle class is what's being hurt now. Absolutely. More than anything. Always. Uh, if a brother was sold as a hired servant, how long did he have to serve?
1: So it says here until the year of Jubilee. Right? But I know that in the Shemitah year, because you could, it says in specifically in the laws of servitude, right, that they work for six years and in the seventh year they're released. So the only thing I can think of is that this is specifically saying that, like, hey, maybe I worked for three years, but now the Jubilee is here. I get out early. The Jubilee
0: seems to have precedence. Absolutely. I so it's so. very interesting, you know. Uh, who would serve the children of Israel as bondmen and bondmaids? The heathen roundabout, Or the Gentiles. The Gentiles. They would serve Israel. Yes. So that's very interesting. Now, now you would think, my gosh, this is like a form of racism or something, or yeah, yeah. or this is some kind of ethnic cleansing or something. Right? No, but let me tell you what it is, Ryan. Think about it. Israel's the prevailing prince co ruler with God. Israel is the witness. Now, here's the deal: you could be a stranger or a Gentile and come alongside, and be one of them. Right? Because remember, there's only one law. Right. So it's not like there's a differentiation of of, of things. Sure. They're saying that, but let Israel be in charge. Why? Because they have the Torah. Yeah. They have the judicial system. Yeah. But it's the opposite, even in Israel today. It's secular. Uh, And of course, could the children of Israel redeem one of their brethren sold to a sojourner or a stranger? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Who are the children of Israel unto the Lord? They were the Lord's servants. Servants? Yes. You know, uh, they say that uh, America is the biggest country as far as service-driven, providing services. Yeah, yeah Out yeah. of all the countries. And you provide yeah. financial services. I right? do, Champion yeah. payments, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. If you're looking for some, uh, no. Um, A <laughs> little plug there. So anyway, you know, it's interesting that even Yeshua said, you know, I came to serve, not to be served. Yeah. So I want you guys to just picture this, if you will, you know. Uh, we, we serve in different ways, but imagine Yeshua... Just washing 24 feet, the disciples. Yeah, Washing yeah. their feet. Yeah. You know, uh, even Judas, the betrayer. So here he is. He gets the tub. He gets the towel. And see, maybe they should have had somebody to do that. But because they didn't, he stepped into the role. Right. Well, wow, that's a good word. So let's say you see something needs to be done. Do it. You jump in and do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that, you know. That's that's really good. So if Yeshua came to serve and, and not to be served... Then why aren't we serving? You know, at at the church here, uh, I I have this little saying, give me two hours a month. And it's pretty cool because it does work. So when someone's sitting there and they say, man, I haven't even given two hours. He's just asking for two. Yeah. I could do that. Right. You know, and I guess that, you know, understanding leadership and everything. I mean, is it true that 20% of the people do... 80% 80% of the world. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I'll in any, you what, in any organization, for some reason, I wonder why that is.
1: You know, Ashley and I head up the greeting ministry, right? And I, I feel like greeting, it's a simple job. Now, it takes your
0: time, right? right. But you
1: know what? You stand there, you shake people's hands, you so say important. hi, you hold the door for I'll people. I'll tell you, Ryan,
0: it felt good when I just came into the front. Hospitality. And man. went up the sidewalk, and they opened the door for me. I know. And I'm the pastor. I know. But I mean, I don't normally, I go through the side door all the time. Right. But I wanted to get the whole feeling. The whole experience. And... And, and they welcomed me, and I came in, and, and it really psychologically felt good. Yeah.
1: No, that is good. And so, you know, I think that if you're looking for an easy way to get your two hours in every month, look
0: no further. <laughs> yeah, we highly recommend The Greeting <laughs> The ministry. Greeting Ministry. It's awesome. No <laughs> plug. So we're jumping into Leviticus chapter 26 now, and all we have is two chapters left. This is Blessings for Obedience. Was the Lord against graven images? Yeah. I'll say so. You know, and that's the thing. You know, uh, I love what John Bevere says in regards to idolatry. And it's so true. It's whatever you give your strength to and wherever you draw your strength from. Right. And you are a servant to whatever has mastered you. Right. Okay. So uh, you shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. So think about this, Ryan. Let me ask you a question. So let's look at the template. Let's look at the theme here. God wants what? priest to be holy yes sacrifices to be holy yes he wants the feast days to be holy so time is holy Mm -hmm. he goes into the sabbatical years the year of jubilee does he not yeah and he's talking about don't have these graven images and then of course what does he talk about in closing here keep my sabbaths is sabbath a holy time yes so he's reiterating coming full circle now and remember now in the table of showbread is in emor that Torah portion And the menorah, and then the table of showbread. Yeah. Well, what's changed out every week? The showbread. The showbread on what day? The Sabbath. The Sabbath. Yeah. So it's kind of like a reminder that you come to the table every Shabbat and you rotate the bread out. Does anybody get that? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, uh, what two lessons can be learned from the Torah portion Behar on the mountain, Leviticus chapter twenty-five and verse one, all the way through chapter twenty-six and verse two, from Ryan Cabrera?
1: You know. What two things did you get out of I think that God wants us to be set apart. I think that that's That's um, a big deal. We're reading all of these principles and things like that about... um, You know, like, for example, uh, God says no graven images, right? But then he asks to build the mercy seat that has two graven images on it for his throne. So there's things in there that I think that um, God wants us to be set apart, and he wants the things for his purposes and his things. So we should just realize that if we're doing something that God has said to do and we don't understand quite why that is, right, like the Shemitah year or the Jubilee year or these things, well, it's because God is setting us apart to make us holy unto him. That's all he's doing is he's making a division. Hey, those people don't do this, but you do. Because those are his attributes. Why? Because we're his. Right. We belong to him. And he belongs to
0: us, and it's not about perfection, is it? Oh, so if he's asking you to now. This is where it gets to be really good. Better not. If he's be. asking all of us to do these things, he's only saying because these are my attributes. Right. Remember, I am holy. You know, and and so as you represent him on the earth, what does the Torah do? It leads you to Yeshua, and he knows you're not going to make it. You can't do yeah. it all. You're going to fail. Yeah. So Yeshua is the answer. Right. But remember, we still reflect on the Torah is the mind of God. Right. The two things I got was, number one, God wants us to keep his timetables. There's time allotment. There's time constraints. There's time things that that are going on that he says, hey, this is what I want you to do. Uh, Number two, the land belongs to God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The land belongs to God. Let's jump right in, Ryan. I'm going to let you take it from here. Ooh, so all since right. I did hog up all that other uh, no, portion, I was good. just on a roll there and put some butter on me. Listen, this is a good one. This but is... you're going to go ahead and take it from here. Yes, sir. And then I'll interject. Yeah, gotcha. Is that fair?
1: I, th- I think I can handle that. Well, let's yeah. do a high five. Right, high five. Uh, all right, let's do it. Boom. That's well, I it, went, man. So Bechukotai is the last tour portion in Leviticus. <laughs> Some of us are saying, "Praise God!" Pastor Nick is over here mourning. <laughs> it's okay, you know. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted.
0: For Leviticus will come back.
1: <laughs> All right, so we're going into uh, chapter twenty-six. Blessings for obedience. I said this, I think, last week or the week before. Obedience brings the blessing. Obedience brings the blessing. It's not name it and claim it. Obedience bring blab it and grab it.
0: Wow, that's a good
1: one. So what was the Lord going to give his people in due season? Rain. So, they so rain. So here we are, right? Let's read this because I think this is important. Chapter 26 and verse 3. If ye will walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. So are we getting the principle here? A lot of the blessings, we just skip over verse 3 and go to verse 4, and I don't want to do that. I want to recognize that God is saying, hey, look, you do things my way, obedience brings the blessing.
0: That's good. You know, uh, just to remind everyone, this is an agricultural calendar as well that we're talking about time, but also that rain was so needed for their crops. Yeah. So we have a reference, Ryan, of early and latter rain. Oh, yeah, So yeah, yeah. I want to share this with you because you need to understand something. Okay. In the late fall, we know that barley and wheat are planted at the same time. The barley comes up before the wheat in the spring. So the latter rain is in the spring because you need rain for the crops when they're growing up. When they're planted, you need rain. So in Isaiah, or I must say in Hosea, in Hosea 6, 3, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. He shall come to us. Now, that's not just an only way to get blessings. But if you look in the fall feast, the tabernacles, they have the water libation ceremony where they take the water from the Pool of Siloam and they process it down a processional and they dump it near the altar because they're saying, Lord, give us rain. Yeah. And so this was on the eighth great day. What does Yeshua say? He cries out. If anyone is thirsty, let him come into me. Right. Yeah. So. So when I say, you know, if you look at the 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 the, the reference to in this particular example. He'll come to us as the latter and former rain. So the early rain would be when Yeshua says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it can bear no fruit. So if Yeshua was born during uh, the fall feast, or like 3 BC trumpets, we talked about in Revelation 12, that sign in heaven was above, uh, the astronomical sign was above Jerusalem in 3 BC on trumpets. uh, Exactly what he saw, the the, the, the hydra, the lion, everything, uh, that constellation or whatever. What I'm saying is that so if he came from heaven to earth in the fall, and then you got the you need the latter rain to be spring, yeah. and he was resurrected, he is the he is the, the 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 early and latter rain. Wow, he is. Yeah. So that's quite amazing. So you know we are so blessed in Florida to have hurricanes. Yeah. Right, because there's a lot of rain. You know, think of how much rain there is. Yeah. You know, so if there's no rain on your land. I think Florida went through a dry spell. We actually was praying for rain at one time. We
1: were, absolutely. A drought. It
0: is is a spiritual law. Uh, And so I'm going to let Ryan take it from there. But just something to think about. Yeshua is the early and latter rain. Right.
1: So just like we said in verse 3 where it gives us the, if you keep my commandments, right, and do them, then you're going to have, he's going to bless the children of Israel by giving them the rain in due season. And then also the Lord was going to bless the children of Israel in the land and cause their enemies to fall by the sword. Yes. And then
0: what did he, was did he, did he reference the land? He did. Remember, remember, remember the template, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Time is holy. Yes. Then he throws in, but who does the land belong to? The Lord. And now we're reiterating this, that the enemies will be cast out because they got to keep holy time. Mm. You can't keep holy time when you have an enemy. That's right. And so then it says here, um, what did the Lord want to
1: establish with his people? He wanted to establish his covenant. That's right. It says, For I will have respect unto you and make you fruitful and multiply you and establish my covenant with you. Hallelujah. And so, who is going to walk among the children of
0: Israel? Oh, it's going to be God. That's right. Right. That's right. You want to bring up uh, Genesis? No, please. You read Genesis 3 8. All right. Here we go. Let's go. Genesis. Now, remember what we talked about, Ryan, in Leviticus. Chapters 1 through 17 is the way to God. 18 to 27 is the walk with God. God wants us to walk with him. Right. So it says here, And they heard the
1: voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, God, amongst the trees of the garden. (laughs) Now remember,
0: shame and guilt hit them, didn't it? Yeah. All right. So hit him hard, man.
1: So we've heard what the good things are going to happen if we keep his covenant. But here we go. The following things were going to happen to the children of Israel if they broke the covenant with him. And this is in six uh, verses, uh, chapter twenty-six, verses sixteen through thirty-nine. Here we go. Terror. Heaven is iron and earth is brass. No fruit on their trees. Wild beasts robbing them of their children. Bring a sword upon them. Pestilence. Eat the flesh of their sons and daughters. Make your cities waste, scattered among the heathen, fatness in their hearts, no power to stand before their enemies, perish among the heathen, and they shall pine away. Listen, that's not a good list of stuff, right? That's, that's, a, that's a, a terrible thing to have happen. Um, so how many times will the Lord punish the children of Israel for their disobedience?
0: Wait a minute. We got to go back to the bad news here. I, I mean, I kind of wanted to skip over that. No, well, to brush. I just want to bring to your attention something. <laughs> just keep the covenant. <laughs> I just want to bring to your attention the word pestilence. Ooh, There's yeah. only one Hebrew word for it. Right. And you know what it means? It's bad. Pestilence. It's just bad. <laughs> just one word. It's in Hebrew. You don't want it. You don't want no yeah. nothing to do no with that. No part of that. Yeah. Now notice that he says that. Uh, I'll punish you 7 times more for your sins. Ooh. But it goes on to say here even 7 times more plagues upon you according to your sins. Right. So like 7 COVID-19s. Ooh. Not one but 7. Now, why don't you share about the uh, the example of the uh, if you want to if you want to share it, Ryan. The book of Ezekiel? Yeah. Ezekiel 4 5. That in, the house of Israel lay on your left side for for this is what Ezekiel is to do is to lay on his left side for 390 days for the house of Israel. Right. Okay. And so basically, if if you take uh, and go ahead and read that, Ezekiel 4 5. It says here,
1: for thou art not sent to a people of a. I'm oh, sorry, 4 5. I'm on. Four, five, For I have laid upon thee the years of their iniquity according to the number of the days, three hundred and ninety days, so shalt thou bear the iniquity of the house of Israel. Now, Ezekiel is a prophet. And Ezekiel so to the captives, is given visions from the, to the Lord captives, yeah. to give object lessons to the people. Right. right? So you know, you, there's, there's the one about Jerusalem
0: being a brick, and he bashes it. So, so, this so is what's going to happen to Jerusalem. See, but why does he pick 390 days? So it's kind of interesting if you do the math. Oh, I love it. Because if you take, I'm going to punish you seven times more for your sins, that's found four times... In Leviticus 26, it's found in verse 18, 21, 24, and 28. So if you take 390 days times seven, because I'm going to punish you seven times more for your sins, it comes out to 2,730. So 2,730, think about that. Now, if you subtract 722 BC, it comes out to 2008. So 2008 would be like a reference year to say... The captivity's over. It's over. Now, that's Gregorian, but I'm saying that why are we getting the Torah on our minds and our hearts, Ryan? This ain't about trying to prove it. This isn't about converting anybody. This is about we better be living this yeah. outside the culture of the world and everything else. Don't argue. Don't debate it. Just live it and do it because that's what it's all about. So I find it interesting that even in a Gregorian calendar or a lunar calendar, you're around 2000 and something. Now, the Hebrews the Christ of the Christian faith movie actually started, which is interesting, in the early 80s. Yeah. The Jews for Jesus, the Messianic movement was the early 70s. Yeah. So what happened is the Jews were getting their, the, the gospel and, and accepting Christ. And then what happened is the Gentiles followed on the heels of the Jews saying, well, we want to do Sabbath too. And this, why? Because it was already prophesied by the prophets that the people would come out of the nations that yeah. wouldn't be Jewish that would do these things. How interesting. I'm telling you, it is awesome. Yeah. It's just hope. There's so much hope in this. It's like, this is incredible. God is good You to know, us. if you're bored as a Christian, you need to look into this stuff. You get to do all these things. You yeah. know, Christians with Torah. Right. You know, I mean, I, I, there's not one commandment here it's going to hurt you. But see, we know that we fall short and we, we get so much into the do's and don'ts, we lose the fact of Yeshua. Right. So once we come to Yeshua, we get to do these things. And sometimes we do well, and sometimes we don't. But the bottom line is that he is the answer to not keeping the commandments. Yeah. Not to say that you should neglect them. I'm saying that if you come to him and receive him... That's that. That's the schoolmaster. That's the Torah. That's what it's done to us. It's leading us to the Messiah. Yeah. But we still have teachings and instructions in here. We still have to know what sin is, but we can't worship the Torah. We yeah. worship the teacher.
1: Yeah. No, Come I, on,
0: somebody. I get it. I get it. I'm with it.
1: Um, wow, man. There's so so much going so on So if here. the
0: captivity is over in 2008, then we're free. And that's when the mortgage crisis hit. Remember that? It was just kind of interesting. And I think it was a Shemitah year. So I'm not really sure exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know how that works either. But there's a but. lot of interesting things. No man knows the day or the hour. I'm not a date setter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need we to know the seasons. So, we see lawlessness. But you believe Jesus is coming back. Yeah. They wanted to fund the police department. Like, I'm not even... Listen, that's lawlessness. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, all cops are bad.
1: You know, it's funny because... Um, that's terrible. Uh, one of the cities or one of the municipalities or the states or whatever, I think it's it maybe Minneapolis, right? It's
0: probably Oregon. No, yeah, it's
1: in Portland. <laughs> Um, But what they've done is, you know, the whole defund the police thing is about reallocating resources for mental health purposes to do things to prevent crime rather than to, um, you know, just bring a hard hammer down on the people that break the law. Right. So that's the whole idea behind the defund the police. Now, defund the police is a really bad way to to brand that.
0: Yeah, we're going to put some money elsewhere.
1: Right. That's their point.
0: Allocating. Right.
1: But what they're saying is that they're going to be sending mental health counselors now in one of these cities to the places or whatever to help, you know, people when they're having mental health issues instead of sending the police, right? Okay. So, one of my big beefs with the government is, is about police brutality and things like that is the militarization of government agencies. Why does the IRS have a whole crew of people that have military, you know, style armaments, you know, guns and tanks? The ATF
0: No, I see what you're saying. Well,
1: now we're going to get a new agency and all they're going to do is they're just going to start arming mental health counselors <laughs> when they send them out because you have to protect these people. And so there's there's consequences to the actions that we take. And, you know, I think that uh, people need to use wisdom when they think about things and they do things, you know, um, that things are not as simple. People want to oversimplify issues, and and they're not. They're not simple. That's you know? good. That's good simple. word. All right. All right. Back to, to here we go. Back to the Torah portion. Um, did the children of Israel... Have to confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers to God to remember the covenant he made
0: with them. Yes, they did.
1: Yeah. So confession yeah. is a key to
0: staying your execution. <laughs> Well, if you look at Romans 10, 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, uh, confession is very important. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, Amen. and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof.
1: But this is not just confessing Jesus. This is confessing the iniquity, right? Yeah, so confess yeah. your sins one to another, right. right? Now, here's the deal, okay? We have done away with the rule book. We've said, okay, this first half of the book here, we're just going to toss that out.
0: But he declares the end from the beginning.
1: So what is the sin of the northern kingdom? Tossing the book out, right? How many times did they have to rediscover the Torah? that's why Amos went up
0: there and says, haven't you made an agreement with God? Remember in Amos?
1: So what we do is we forget the covenant, but we want all the benefits of the covenant. So we say, hey, I want all the benefits of having the covering of God on my life, but I don't want to act like the type of person who's in covenant with God. Now, that just doesn't mean just, hey, don't smoke, don't drink, don't cheat, don't do this, right? Don't hang out with girls
0: that do. And don't <laughs> hang
1: out with girls that do, right? It's, it's also about separating yourself to God. Be- Why does he want us to be holy? Because he is holy, and when we're in covenant with him, we represent him.
0: That's all it is, man. Period. It's so good. And see, he just wants us to participate. What does God want? He wants you. He wants you. Yeah. And you. And you. Oh, and you. So, so here's and the you. deal. Uh, in James five sixteen, confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know, uh, I like that. I'm, I'm getting counseling. You know, a uh, professional counseling from this guy that's he is very good at what he does. He's been counseling for over thirty years in this area, and he's real good with pastors and everything. So he was telling me that. Uh, even, even in regards to, to sexual immorality or whatever, to have accountability in your life. Yeah. Have someone that you can be accountable to. You know they have different programs on your phone or porn protectors and different things, Yeah, but let's just say there's one that says if you see something you shouldn't see, your, your accountability partner gets notified. So you know that in the back of your mind that if yeah. I, you know. So I'm only saying this, Ryan, because it's very interesting that we try to hide our sins and we try to like manage lust real quickly here. You can't manage lust. It's like if you have a problem with alcohol, I've learned I can't manage alcohol. I'm just gonna have two drinks, whatever, every month or whatever. You can't manage that. Well, guess what? I'm gonna share this with everybody watching. Yeah. This is the bonus package for this podcast, for this video, for closing out Leviticus. Read my lips, you cannot manage lust. You can't. You have to come up with a plan, okay? And and I would just say this: uh, Doug Weiss, W E I S S, has a book called Lust Free Living. I highly recommend that you get this book. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. I think it's merely geared towards the men, but women have a problem as well. But he gives you thirty years of experience, and he tells you the lies of lust and the tips. To help you to overcome it, oh. so we got to remember, Ryan. It's so rampant in our culture. We, well, how can we possibly manage that? You can't. Yeah, you have to really figure out what what action am I going to take against it. Right. So, like, if you have an accountability partner, like I'm accountable to, to these other three guys at a table every week. How's your marriage? What did you look at? Yeah. What are you doing? Right. And then when you mess up, you have to confess because that's what it's talking about here. Now, trust is earned, but you can't just confess to everyone and tell everybody and give out your dirty laundry, but you have to be able to confess to someone because iron sharpens iron. So that's one of the biggest problems for men is they isolate and then they they want to hide their sins.
1: And here's what it says. I'm going to Cuz I think you. we're
0: really moving into this this area. I believe I believe Ryan after Shavuot. Yeah. We're going to be getting into some serious purity and and, and and how to protect yourself, what action to take, what do you need to do, yeah. and su- start these support groups for one another. Right. Amen. Because remember now, well, Nick, why are you going there? Because it's a real issue. Because God wants us to be holy. Well, he does. And I think that we can be. I think we can be healed and delivered from bad habits. Now, here's the thing, just to remind everyone, you know, uh, the next generation was supposed to go into the promised land, but at Baal Peor, they committed sexual immorality. That led them to idolatry. So that's what's happening right now. That's why nobody's wearing clothes, skimpy thing on, on social media. Oh, yeah, it's great. Everywhere you can see just, you know, just yeah. bad stuff. Yeah, places
1: so, to stay away from, Instagram and TikTok.
0: Well, the thing is, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean. Oh, I
1: mean, it's all, it's just Well, the awful. thing
0: is, you know, what is what is the light of the eye? It's the lamp to the whole body. Right. So what you're seeing will decide whether you're full of darkness or light. right. Because it's the lamp it's the lamp to your the soul, eye yeah. is the lamp, it's the light. yeah So what are you letting in to your, to your eyes? Yeah, Jesus says that. And they say like the, you know, they talk about Darwin and evolution, but if that's you, it, you examine the eye and how it was formed and how it works, yeah. there's no way that that could have evolved because it's so technical, it's so incredible. Well, it's the, like the DNA, eyeball. You know? So just want to throw that out to you as, as we're looking at this, this word confess you know, and that's why even when we're wrong, We have to make the public confession.
1: Well, and here's the deal. So on our outline, we have verse 42, but I'm going to read 40 through 42 at least. It says here, "Uh, If they shall confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass, which they trespassed against me, and that also they have walked contrary unto me, and that that I also have walked contrary unto them and have brought them into the land of their enemies, if then their uncircumcised hearts be humbled, and they then accept of the punishment of their iniquity, Then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Isaac and also my covenant with Abraham will I remember, and I will remember the land. The land also shall be left of them and shall enjoy her Sabbaths while she lieth desolate without them, and they shall accept of the punishment of their iniquity because even because they despise my judgments and because of their soul abhorred my statutes. Now think about this. The reason that the, the southern kingdom, went into captivity for 70 years as per the book of Daniel is because they skipped the shemitah years. They didn't give the land rest. God told them right here this is my pu- that you're going to have to accept That's the punishment. Right. You're going to have to accept the punishment because the land will receive its rest. So they went 490 years, right, without um without uh, taking off their Sabbath. And so God said, you know what? That's enough. I'm casting you out for 70 years. We're going to make up the time, and then you can come back.
0: Also because he scattered them because they weren't holy. Right. Well, they were messing right, up. Of course, of course. So, so let me just say this, though. So he'll never again uh, uproot his people. Check this out. In Amos 9.15, And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. So basically what's happening is, The Jewish people are back in the land. It's a Jewish state. And it's interesting because he'll never uproot them, you know. Uh, And it says right here, then will I remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Isaac and also my covenant with Abraham. Will I remember and I will remember the land. So that's why God has remembered the land by creating the Jewish state of Israel on May 14th, 1948. Eight. that's right so so those of you that are listening to this you know you're drawn to the land yeah you yeah, want to yeah, take a yeah, trip yeah. you want to go over there so that's really or a, if you've been and then you really really want to go that's back that's a great that's a great thing to have now we're going to get into the laws about dedications
1: yeah we are and and it's um You know, this is when you make a vow or something like that. You bring an offering based on your estimations, and it's also if you're redeeming like a firstborn. There's a this is part of it. So
0: there's a lot of pieces to this. There's a value system here as well. And so it says the yeah dedication would be kind of a vow, right? All right, it says right here. It says, this And the Lord the most, speaking of the church of Israel and
1: saying to them, When a man shall make a singular vow, the persons shall be for the Lord by thy estimation. So here are the estimations in verses 3 through 7. It says, A male from 20 years old, even unto 60 years old, shall be 50 shekels of silver. A female shall be 30 shekels of silver. From 5 years old unto 20 years old, for a male it shall be 20 shekels, and for a female, 10 shekels. If it be from a month old, even unto five years old, for a male, it shall be uh, five shekels of silver, and for a female, three shekels of silver. And if it be from 60 years old and above for a male, it shall be 15 shekels, and for a female, 10 shekels. So this is uh, the estimations that you bring. Now, it's so funny. You know,
0: I just want to say one thing. I just was looking over these ages. And I thought this was kind of interesting. From five years old unto twenty years old, for a male, it shall be twenty shekels, and for a female, ten shekels. So I was just thinking about my little Eva. Is five. Yeah. But she'll be six in October. Right. But she's five, so she's ten shekels. Boom. I know. It was just. Yeah. That's interesting. And and if it be from a month old even unto five years old for a male, it shall be five shekels of silver, and for a female, three shekels. So I have a little one, under Eva. Which is a hava? Yeah. So January, February, March, April. She's five months old. So she's in there. So she's under the three shekels. Yep. So I'm out eight shekels already, right? <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> you. know, It's this is funny where too. the savings account came from. It's funny too, though. The be- dedication.
1: Because uh, you know here the daughters are are less expensive, right? It seems right though. No, but it doesn't because the daughters are way more expensive as they get older, right? I mean,
0: than the, the males. At you, least in I've modern got, modern You society. have daughters. I have three, yeah. I have five. Yeah. But the cool thing is I already have a church for them to get married at. Perfect. Check. Check. Fellowship hall. Check. Yeah. Done. Hospitality. D. Cromwell. Check. Yeah. Donezo. Well, I'm gonna pay for a dress. Yeah. Maybe the honeymoon. I don't know. That'd be nice of you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna do well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really, all my daughters are married in to American Jesus. In American
1: tradition, the, 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 the father dowry. of the bride pays for the wedding. Yeah. And then the uh, father of the groom pays for the honeymoon. That's, that's my understanding. And then if you're not lucky to have that in your life, then. Yeah, the laws
0: about dedications. I'd have to go back and really look at that because everything's for a reason. Yeah. God structures it so well sure yeah you know all right let's proceed
1: all right so was there a provision for a person who could not afford the estimation absolutely nobody's
0: left out that's right everybody gets to play
1: and could animals be dedicated to god
0: wow wow here we go ryan People are holy, sacrifices yeah. are holy, time is holy, the land is holy. Could animals be dedicated to God? Yep.
1: Yes. Could
0: houses be sanctified? Yes. That's
1: right. And so, how yes. much was added to the object that was sanctified, excluding the
0: estimation? One fifth, which is 20%. Yeah. There we go. That one fifth comes up a lot. You know? you know, it's interesting. I'll have to find it, but, but you could actually make up your tithe and then add 20%. Right. So, if, if, you, if it comes to mind, you say, well, I should have tithed, but I didn't, yeah. and I needed to, right. you could still tithe. And add 20% and you're good. Got it. This is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because the tithe is a principle.
1: Right. So could a field be
0: sanctified? Absolutely. You know, we prayed over this property. That's right. You know, there are verses all over the walls and the floors of this church when we were building this church. Yeah. We wrote verses and praise God and the Psalms. (laughs) All the walls inside and on the floor, everywhere is nothing but scriptures and the word. We dedicated it that way. That's good. Is the firstling of the beast sanctified to the Lord? Oh yeah, the firstborn law that opens the womb. Why can God take the firstborn in Egypt? Because they, he, belong they belong belong to, to
1: him. him. Every devoted thing is most what unto the Lord? It's holy. <laughs> it's holy. So you had to <laughs> this sanctify is dedicated
0: it to God. To the one I love.
1: All right. So Leviticus chapter twenty-seven, verse thirty. We're coming near the end here, and it says, "And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy." unto the Lord absolutely so in other words Agriculturally it speaking, already belongs to him so you know, it's
0: interesting that the uh, the sprunts Matthew and Amber gave me some of their uh their, their 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 first fruits yeah they gave me some peppers some some hot peppers yeah and I had to put them above the fridge and then they gave me some green bell peppers and some huckleberries I think it was the so mulberries, the mulberries, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the huckleberries or something. Huckleberry. I gave me some of them huckleberries. I'll be your huckleberry, <laughs> bur rabbit. So anyway, I I think it's interesting that people actually would like bring me their their you know first fruits. their first fruits. Yeah,
1: praise God. You know, I, look, I get it. We're not you know maybe doing things a hundred percent technically it's right. It's the principle, and what a joy. To try to do things God's way, you know? So how much more would a person have to give if they must be redeemed, if they must redeem their
0: tithe? Once again, one-fifth, was just 20%. Yeah. And that's the part of restitution. Let's say that I borrow a book of yours and spill coffee all over it. Right. And I buy it from Amazon for 10 bucks. I give you the book back plus 20%, that's right. which would be what? $2. $2. So
1: I'm going to read the last verse of Leviticus. It says, these are my commandments, which... Th- These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses for the children of Israel in Mount Sinai. And so before we get into our synopsis and our Omer count, I want to do the hazak, hazak. Are you ready?
0: No. He's not ready. At the end of reading a a, a book of the Torah, we say hazak, 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 venish hazik, be strong, be strong, and may we be strengthened. So you want to say it again now?
1: Ready? Yeah. Hazak, hazak, Vinish Hazik. Be, be strong, be strong, and may we be, be strengthened. strengthened. Hallelujah. Um, you, you know, it's, first. it's just a tradition, but but I like it nonetheless. You know, I uh, I look at tour portions like the the two that we just did, but this one as well, and I see that there's you know some technicalities and things like that. Um, but I, I want to just say this: a lot of this is just really easy stuff. It's not super difficult. Um, And I don't think God is necessarily looking for uh, to catch you on a technicality. I think God is looking for your effort because so many times people will say, well, God knows my heart. Well, yeah, that's the problem. God does know your heart. He knows you know and that you don't do it and you just blow him off. And he knows that the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. And the problem is that we don't realize that our heart is deceitfully wicked and act accordingly and we need to do that. And so I, I look at this and I just, I think of, you know, the whole of Christianity and people that claim to follow Yeshua. And they're right when they say that God knows the heart, but that is either an amazing thing for them or it's a devastating thing for them. And I think more times than not, it's devastating because when people are quoting that, they're using it in order to say, I shirk my responsibility, but God knows my heart. I blow them off. I don't do the things that God's called me to do, but it's okay because God knows my heart. And I think that they're using that, and it's like uh, you are using that word. I don't think you know what that means. I don't think it means what you think it means, you know. <laughs> and right. And I just I pray for people because I I'm not perfect, right? I don't, I'm not keeping you know every dot and tittle of the Torah perfectly by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think that God knows my heart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, that's right. Ryan. Right. And it's wicked.
1: And it's wicked. Yeah. And I think the point here is to, to turn towards God and to at least put in an effort to do the things of God. Right. Um, I like that. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, here's the thing that I want to encourage everyone in the the Torah leads you to Yeshua. And so here's the thing. If you've accepted Yeshua, yes, it's the greatest thing you could ever Amen. have or ever do for the Lord. Right. Because he, he can't go against himself. He's right. got spiritual laws. Right. you know. And so if you understand that, He's like, listen, I made you to mess up. Yeah. I knew you were going to mess up. But because you have a free choice, I really like that. But yeah. you're not a robot. So God created the angels as a family. He calls Satan his son. And then the fallen angels rebelled against him. he's like, you know what? I'm going to make something in my image, and my likeness a living soul, and I'm going to let them choose, you know, choose me, you know. So the thing is, though, uh, he likes when you participate. Yeah. So what's happening now in the Christian world, among Christianity throughout the ages, the 2,000 years, it's all coming to a head now. Now he says, now I want Christians to have the Torah on their minds and their hearts. So you're already born again, baptized in water filled with the Spirit. Now you have the Torah, and then you're coming out of the nations and you're grafted in. Now I want you to participate with me in this plan yeah now some people don't get it you'll be criticized you'll be ridiculed but man i want you to participate with me in this but you have to have faith in order to do it so the two things that i got out of this particular portion which is really cool is obedience brings the blessing yes Yes! I mean, it's, it really is number one, you know, because when it's did, good, it's good. Did you say obedience brings the blessing? Yes, and number two, uh, a lot of things can be sanctified to the Lord, like people, land, animals, houses, etc. You yeah. can actually do that. You can actually be set apart to the Lord. So all these things can be sanctified to Amen. the Lord yeah. for that purpose. Right. You know, just like this sanctuary is sanctified to the Lord. Yes. We don't play bingo. We don't have rollerblading. Yeah. So I'm going to let you close out.
1: Yeah. No, I'll tell you what. I'm thankful for um, Leviticus, you know. Thank you. Uh, I wouldn't say that Leviticus is my favorite book. No, no, not yet. Right? But Leviticus is uh, important nonetheless, and I think that people blow it off, and they make it— It's hardly even it, taught in the church. Well, they turn it into a punchline, and I think that that's probably— I
0: never heard Leviticus when I was in the church. I, a, I've only
1: ever heard Leviticus in the, ha-ha, <laughs> when he was reading Leviticus, like meaning—you like you know what I mean? It turns into a punchline. You know, yeah. and, and that's probably not the right way to treat it either. I think God, as you can see, spent a lot of time on the details here. And for us, uh, what a blessing it is for us to go through it. So, Father, we just lift this up to you. We thank you. We, um, we want to let you know that we appreciate the details that you spent time going through to deliver this to us, Father. And so we just praise you and we honor you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Now, before we go. we got to count the owner. we got to count the owner.
0: All right. All right. I'm, I'm gonna try to do it with you. Baruchatav Baruch adonai, adonai Eloheinu, eloheinu Melech Kolam
1: Asher shenu, Bemitzvatav Vitzivanu Al Sifarat ha- Haomer. Um, yeah. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, whose, whose commandments, commandments add holiness add to, add to our, our lives, and lives and gives us and the command. Who has com- commanded us? Gives us a command to count the Omer. That's right. That's
0: right. Right. Today is. Four, Four weeks, weeks and three, three days, days, which is 31 days of <laughs> the counting of the <laughs> old. Hallelujah. <Yeah.
1: laughs> now I know why you like to have the notes in front of you. You know, it
0: it, yeah, I'm it the, helps. Oh, I need my teleprompter. See,
1: I do this with Christian every night. It was like bruca tada, nile, uh, hand, and yeah. Ila Henu You know, I man, I'm just like boom, just just you know, it's just second nature now. You know, All so, right, so. Christian's fine. got a little puzzle that he does. You know, and he's got puzzle 50 puzzle pieces. You know, and he has a number on the I'm back. I'm coloring of him, the numbers to the week. Yeah, to look at it. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, bless you guys. Have a great week. Hallelujah.